Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll remind you of the importance of creating a community of healthy individuals. I'll also be interviewing Mike Russell, who's a co-founder and CEO of Monument, an online platform for those looking to change their relationship with alcohol. He shares his story and how he created Monument to create a community of support for people struggling with alcohol. Visit joinmonument.com and be a part of this healthy, supportive community. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Surrounding yourself with healthy people. We've all seen movies where a child is told over and over how dumb they are or how stupid they are or experience some form of abuse. What we often don't realize is in our own self-talk, we do that to ourselves. So if I do things that I'm not proud of and I continually tell myself how I'm always a failure or I never change or I always do this or that, over time, that's all I will believe about myself. And if I don't have anyone to tell me something different, well then subconsciously, I'll continue to think the same thing over and over again. That's why it's so important to surround ourselves with healthy individuals. One of the blessings and burdens of the self-help world is sometimes we focus too much on our own ability to change. And yes, that is so important and something I really believe in. And I also believe that it's important to surround yourself with individuals who will help you grow and develop. One of my favorite quotes is, you can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles. And I love that quote because if we continually surround ourselves with individuals who are perhaps engaged in the same type of negative behaviors we're in or engage in the same type of negative belief system, then unfortunately, we are going to be just like them. And of course, there's nothing wrong with them. But if you're looking to grow and develop, you have to surround yourself with individuals who can help you. And that can be in anything. If you're struggling with your finances, Spend time with people who are financially successful. If you're struggling with joy in your life, spend time with people who laugh a lot, who find the joy in life. If you're struggling with other areas in your life, surround yourself with individuals who have overcome that or who have a different outlook in life. In psychology, we have what's called the law of the group. And what that means is this. If I'm the type of person who has a really positive outlook and I spend time with someone who does not have a healthy outlook in life, then unfortunately, we're going to average each other out. My positiveness will influence that person and that person's negativeness will influence me. So therefore, we meet in the middle. And unfortunately, when that happens, I'm actually doing myself a disservice because I'm spending time with someone who is not healthy for me. So that's why it's so important to review your friend groups. And once again, there's nothing wrong with your friends. But if you find that you're struggling in certain areas of your life or you want to grow and develop, you need to surround yourself with individuals who have already leveled up. One of the most difficult things, though, is when people are struggling with what the world considers socially unacceptable behaviors. And a lot of that has to do with addiction. Often we think we're the only person who's ever experienced this or the only person who's ever done this in secret. And because of that, we often don't tell people what our struggle is. 
And that's where that negative self-talk comes in. You'll always be an addict. You'll never be able to change. You always ruin your relationships. And unfortunately, those thoughts are blackmailing you. Because what if someone were to find out? What would they think about you? What would they say about you? What would you lose? And because of that, we often repeat the same cycle of addiction over and over and over again. I want to normalize the fact that everybody deals with something. There's no one who has achieved that final mark and say, yes, I am the guru in all of this. Of course, it's important to be mindful of who you talk to and who you surround yourself with because the key to success is surrounding yourself or talking to people who are healthy. Healthy means those individuals who don't judge you, who don't speak negatively about you, but will always support and encourage you. And remember, you are also one of those healthy people too. It's not just us looking to surround ourselves with healthy people, but healthy people are also looking to surround themselves with you. So today I want to encourage you. It's so important to find a community or find an individual who can help you with what you're struggling with. We are all as successful as we want to be, but the choice starts with you. Do you continue to allow your thoughts and your actions to emotionally blackmail you? Or is today the day that you find your freedom? I have a fantastic guest today with Mike Russell. He shares with you how he struggled with his connection to alcohol and how he created Monument, which is an online platform for those individuals struggling with their connection with alcohol. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is Mike Russell, who is the co-founder and CEO of Monument, an online platform for those looking to change their relationship with alcohol. Mike is a member of the founding teams of four highly successful New York City technology startups that will still operate today. Mike is also a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor and has dedicated much of his time towards raising money to help children with cancer. Welcome to my show, Mike. James, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. From that intro, it's like you've done everything as well in the world possible. So this is really, really good. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about, uh, you know, everything in my life and, and the company and, and to be here. So Yeah, of course. Great. Where are you currently calling in from right now? Uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, how is everything up there? It's gr- honestly, Hoboken has been great. Yeah. Like uh, it's not back to where it was, but it's very lively and it's been wonderful now. Yeah. Now, depending on when people hear this or view this, this was actually filmed um, in October of 2020. So since the show will syndicate on multiple platforms for a multiple time in the future, I always like to give a, a snapshot at times so people understand what's happening in the world around us now. So therefore, they can relate what we've learned today and then also implement that in the future whenever they do watch it. So with you as well, you have, like I said, done so many amazing things. Um, what I really like for people to hear is our origin stories, because we're all, we're all very similar in many ways. Um, we all may have different life circumstances, but the emotions that we all experience are the same. With you growing up and being so successful, what were some of the struggles that you had? Uh, during my kind of childhood, I would say, 
Um, I was very fortunate. I wonderful family, wonderful parents. Mm. I grew up in northern New Jersey. And I think like I would say my biggest struggle was probably when I was diagnosed with with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just being you know diagnosed with cancer. Obviously, that's very difficult for anyone. I think sure. personally, the timing of it was was particularly difficult because it was right between when I graduated high school and I was going to college. So yeah. Oh, wow. That's friends a big developmental marker. Even, you know, start the next chapter of their life while I checked into it. Uh, by the way, a wonderful organization at Hackensack Hospital uh, and Tomorrow's Children's uh, from where I was treated. And, uh, you know, it was, it was an di- experience that definitely changed me. Wow. And with that diagnosis and going off to college, how did you start to just deal with life in general? Honestly, like I just that's where I kind of like learned the mentality of one day at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, the more I'd forward think, oh, what if this, what if that, what, you know, that doesn't help and I can't control it, right? So I was like, what do I have to do today to get mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of carried through me, you know, after that experience uh, throughout life. And I use that principle, uh, you know, today in, in business. As an entrepreneur, what has motivated you to continue to create multiple companies and multiple brands? Yeah. So I just think I just the passion for working with people and to be able to create things like bringing an idea from like someone's mind into reality for me is like the most exhilarating fun thing to do and when you're doing a group of smart people you love there's just nothing better um so i just think i i I love it and and that's kind of what drives me to keep doing it with being as busy as you are i mean you have to you have to really be mindful and, and I suppose an expert when it comes to your time management. How do you manage that? Um, obsessively. Yeah. <laughs> I, literally, I literally schedule everything. And, yeah. you know, I do a uh, pre kind of check of my schedule before bed. And then the first thing I do when I wake up, double confirm and everything slotted. So like things you would never, I mean, obviously like if I'm going to the bathroom, I'm not going to put that in my schedule. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, things nor you know people normally wouldn't schedule like mm-hmm. schedule it just to make sure my time's managed correctly. Yeah, you know, I, I'm also thinking when with being so successful and doing so many things, there has to be some. Well, I'm assuming that there is there are times when you do become anxious and overwhelmed, especially if you're starting a new venture, just in life. And that's one thing I think sometimes people forget who who may be watching the show or just maybe just in general is sometimes we see someone on a platform and say, this person's so successful and they're this or that. And they probably don't have those same struggles that I have. And so uh, I'm assuming just like everyone else that you do have those times as well when you do struggle with, with multiple things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think everybody's dealing with something, right. You know, mm-hmm. what's on the surface is normally yeah. not what's really happening. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, for me personally, um, you know, there, there's been a lot of struggles, like, uh, you know, especially leading up to where I am today. I mean, I invested for my first startup, you know, you mentioned four great ones, like, let's talk about the other non-great ones, right? Yeah. I, I had one point in really point. all my money. Yeah. Wow. Technology personally and lost it all, you know, and I was, I was I think 30 years old and I had, I had nothing. Um, and, you know, so kind of like, you know, it's not as easy or as glamorous as it seems. And you mm-hmm. know, the big thing for me, right now growing a business is when you're a young company you build a team and that team's your family you know and there's a sense of responsibility on a daily basis to think about these wonderful people that are so hardworking and talented passionate that have taken a chance on this idea you know this young Mm -hmm. company and believed in me enough to kind of come 
join us. And, you know, my responsibility to them is to make sure that this is an experience they enjoy and that they yeah. grow and that, that it's a great, unbelievable step in their career. So I do put a lot of pressure on that as well as I think about, like, you know, kind of daily things. Sure. You know, it makes sense. I mean, from, from a cultural standpoint in your, in your, every company. Yeah. I mean, you really have to be mindful of that and how it, how to create a healthy, vibrant culture in every, everything you do yeah, yeah. with that in mind, how did you, cause I, I know that you also had a struggle with, with alcoholism. I, I'd like to transfer into that because I think that is something where often people think, well, if someone's so successful and so healthy in so many ways, and then the idea that there may be something that they struggle with is sometimes there, like I said, there can be a disconnect there. Why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I guess leading back to, to businesses, the one to jump into this is like every company I've started or have been involved with has been something that's been challenging for me in my daily life right. that I thought shouldn't be so difficult. Right. Sure. So monument is a, is just, it's a productization of, um, kind of how I thought about my relationship with alcohol, um, mm-hmm. and how kind of the process of, you know, getting to the point where I'm, I knew I needed to make a change. And then mm-hmm. from there, how I ended up getting to the point where I am now, which is um, uh, not drinking and, and actually feeling mm-hmm. the best I've ever felt. So yeah. so I, I was, uh, I didn't fit the mold of, of how society would think of the average drinker, right? I, I wasn't drinking mm-hmm. every day. I never craved a drink. You know, most, maybe I was a once or twice a month drinker. Um, my challenge was really like, I had one drink, I had 15 a hundred times all or nothing it was an all or nothing thing and um you know i tell myself over and over i even tracked it on a spreadsheet success or failure um i'm gonna have one drink tonight fail i'm not gonna drink tonight fail and like i just had to come to terms with the fact that like number one i didn't want to drink anymore right Mm -hmm. number two is i think the harder part is like I need some assistance to stop i'm not gonna stop be able to do it on my own uh so once i got there uh, I went out and kind of looked at what are my options, you know, to really get mm-hmm. some support here or treatment to to be able to stop drinking. Um, you have any any questions about like what's going? On? Yeah, I did, yeah. As, you, as I was hearing you talk about that, it's it is interesting because there are so many people who like, okay, I'm just gonna have a drink. Okay, we have a drink, and then or I'm gonna have more than I should, and then you know they struggle, you know, either hangover or their behavior while they're drinking. Obviously, is not healthy, but they normalize it quite a bit and say, "Well, it wasn't that bad." You know, I, I only blacked out for a few minutes, and so there's a justification of a behavior that we know is not healthy for us. What were some of the justif- justifications you used to say, "Yes, it's still okay to do this to drink"? Yeah. So, um. You know, I, I think maybe on the outside, I would say that, but on the inside, I kind of knew it really yeah. wasn't. Uh, my guess would be that might be the case for, for some people. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's also life stage, right? So, yeah, I can go out and have 15 drinks and be hung over the next day when I'm 25. Yeah. Miss a day at work, not the end of the world. I mean, I have companies, I have children, I have, you know, real responsibility that I take seriously and, and mm-hmm. looking at myself and saying, this is not the life I want. Um, also, not that it's like easier or harder for anyone, but like it was sure. it was more simple for me because I wasn't it wasn't ingrained in my daily life. I wasn't very social. I wasn't drinking all the time. Yeah. You know, I was I didn't need to have a drink really I, to, to, to go out or, or participate in the activities that I do. What was the event that happened for you that says, yes, I need help? Yeah. So I think it was a combination of like, OK, I just keep failing on that spreadsheet, fail, 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 no successes. And then number two is just, I was hung. I was like in bed for like two days, hungover. Oh, goodness. I couldn't like my son, he was like 
starting to play soccer and like I up as a soccer player. That's like the thing I look the most forward to. Just I don't care if he's good or bad, just watching him out there. Yeah. Right. And that was it. I was like, this has to end because I don't want to ever do this again mm-hmm. uh, for him and for myself. Yeah. Well, I, first off, I, I don't think you heard me, but I, I, when you said you were hungover for two days, I said, wow. And I want, you know, I wasn't, that sounded like there was judgment there. It was not, I'm saying that was just a long time. So I wanted yeah, to clarify yeah. that because I don't want people to think I that there's judgment impressed. at all because there's no judgment. Do what? I thought you were impressed. <laughs> well, <laughs> good reframe there. That's interesting. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. So you really looked at your, your, the norms that you had and the values that you had, and then you weighed that out with the consequence or just even the behavior of drinking. And you found that there was a huge disconnect there. Exactly. Exactly. Huge. Yeah. When you looked at the idea of monument, you looked around the world to see what, what the, what the options were. And there's some amazing, wonderful companies out there and organizations out there as well. But what was it for you that says, I want to make monument a little bit different than the other organizations or other options? Yeah. So, you know, at, at this point in my life, I wasn't thinking about monument at all. I had okay. ideas yeah. of business in my head. My, I was uh-huh. solely focused on not drinking anymore. You know, that was like my primary role, sure. right? Um, it was it was maybe a year or so later when I actually said, wow, there might be a business here. Um, but, you know, the first thing I did is, you know, AA is an organization um, that many of my friends are a part of and have had so much success. I mean, I, I like, I don't think, there's a chance some of my friends in AA might not even be with us today if it wasn't for AA. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I, I, that was my first step. I went to a, to a meeting mm-hmm. and, you know, I just, um, I, I, it was, it wasn't uh, a fit for me. You know, I think I was, I was, uh, I wasn't drinking frequently. Um, you know, I, I just, I just felt like when I left, like it wasn't something I was going to be able to commit to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really have to commit in order to have success there. So that was that was my first stop. Um, after that, I I was I went online, like you know, I googled mm-hmm. you know good treatment and outpatient in New York City, and I, I like, this is this is kind of the frustrating part is I contacted two or three of uh, the organizations that seemed to be the best, um, and only one of them called me back. And for me, there was a six-month wait list, and it was incredibly expensive, and there wasn't much to it other than therapy. So I was like, "This, you know, there's like when you you go through that kind of um, path of getting to the point where you're ready, you're ready to stop, you want to take that next step, but there's no next step that you, that seemingly exactly work. It's horribly frustrating and emotionally challenging. What did you do with that? Well, the entrepreneur in me kicked in and I said, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. <laughs> I just started calling people. I called doctors. Yeah. I called my friends. And honestly, I, th- I found out about the medication that ultimately um, helped me stop drinking through mm-hmm. a buddy of mine that right. I knew he didn't drink. Uh, mm-hmm. I called him up. I knew he wasn't in, um, in AA, so I figured maybe he was doing something different. And he told me about this medication, and that's how I learned about it. I went to my doctor. Uh, the medication is called desulfiram. So what, what this medication does, and I'm sure you know this already, but um, is uh, my body can't metabolize alcohol, or like if yeah. I drink while I take it, I, I'll get sick. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, it was the perfect solution because in the morning, I never wanted to drink. So yeah. oh, I'll take this, and then if I hit that trigger, I knew in my mind if I drink, I'll throw up everywhere. So like. It, it ended up being, you know, it created a conditioned response that you didn't want to experience. Nobody wants to throw up. So, so um, you know, I started taking that back in February 2018 and that was it. I haven't had any drinks since. 
Congratulations. Thank you. How different is your life? So, so now incredibly different. Um, mm-hmm. But, and again, you know this, but, but uh, you know, uh, many listeners might not, is, you know, one thing, so, oh, I, you stop drinking, it's over, right? right. Yeah. Cured. Um, well, number one, I, I don't necessarily believe you're ever cured, right? It's chronic, and you always have to kind of make sure you're, you're focused on that. But number mm-hmm. two is, I learned something the hard way about co-occurring conditions. So, um, you know, I would think that, you know, 2018, I stopped drinking. I sold one of my businesses. You know, I, I had lost a lot of money, as I mentioned, and made a bunch back. So I was like, this is going to be the best year of my life. <laughs> and then co-occurring conditions or co-occurring, co-occurring conditions kick. Comorbidity, yes. <laughs> Comorbidities, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm impulsive. I'm, I'm emotional. All these things that I've never been. And I just didn't know why it was happening. And yeah. I think the next step was I had to address those. And, and you know, yeah. once I did that, and I, I, we did do it through kind of a, a CBT-based mm-hmm. kind of program, um, I was able to stabilize and, and get to the place where I am now. Yeah. Co-occurring disorders for my listeners who may not know what that is, is co-occurring. What that basically means is you have a substance abuse struggle and then you have a mental health struggle as well. So they coincide together. So he was talking about how he worked with the, the substance abuse struggle. And then now we have the other elements there that were perhaps a blind spot you didn't realize. And so that's the whole aspect of, oh gosh, now <laughs> didn't know that was there. So now that's something you get yeah, to focus yeah. on as well. Yeah. And then the CBT that you mentioned is called uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. What that basically does for my listeners is it helps us focus on what we think about and how that affects our behaviors and how those two are matched together. So it's the decoupling of our thought process, which then decouples the uh, behavior that we, we exhibit. So going back to Monument, because I want to hear more about this, because I was checking out the website and it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I love specifically now with with the social distancing and everything that's happening, you've really created a platform for people that they don't necessarily have to leave their house. Yeah, so you know it's uh, you know joinmonument.com uh, if you want to check it out. So you're really productizing or creating a technology around my experience and addressing my my core challenges. Right, yeah. number one is let's help people interact with other people in a safe place from their home, you know, laptop or computer, and mm-hmm. let's let them support each other. Let's, let's create a, a safe environment where everybody's equal. There's no judgment and where people can learn, right? Like that is our community. So the community is the first part of our, our, our product of our platform. Uh, the second part's treatment. I'll talk about community first. first I think sure. about it in three pillars, right? First support. So we want you to come there for, and safe, anonymously free, anywhere in the country, and you can ask questions through an anonymous forum. Other members will answer. We have core values of, you know, supporting this, no judgment, unconditional like love. And then the second piece, which is really fascinating, and uh, is called uh, therapist-moderated support groups. So we get a little bit more specific here, where there's a therapist, and it's not group therapy to be clear. The, the therapist mm-hmm. is there to help guide the conversation. It's all through group video, and then anyone that attends defaults to off video, but has the option to, to show, uh, to join sure. if they'd like. And they're group specific. So there's an LGBTQ group, there's a men's group, there's a women's group, there's a group for people having anxiety during um, quarantine, and they have start and end times, and those have been incredibly well received. Uh, Are those with the, the, the uh, comorbidity? I don't want to use that word, that sounds really... Uh, really clinical right now. Is that with the people who have those struggles as far as the group, the group topics you talked about? Is that in relation to alcohol? 
Circles Everything is very much alcohol specific. Okay. But gotcha. part of the community piece that I'm talking uh-huh. about now is really meant to be treatment. It's more meant to kind of like that first phase before I started treatment was what the community was built around, right? Mm-hmm. Where do I stand? Do I have a problem? Like, how do I come to terms with that? Yeah. Where's the support that I need and, and how am I going to learn? And, you know, that's what we want to address through the community. We want everyone to have access and we want it to be free. So, you know, that's oh, very that's much great. built around getting supported by a group of peers or cohorts like you, you know, mm-hmm. if, so if it's a men's group, you're going to be in a group with all men and the therapist guiding it's going to be a man, you know, and sure. it's just a safe place to just talk. And yeah. I think that goes a long way. And what have we seen? Um, is really fascinating. You, we have members joining groups every day. We have members really? in the same group every week. Like it is unbelievable to watch. That's amazing. Wow. So let's let's transition into the second part of it, the treatment part of it. Yeah. So um, so there's support, there's information there, and then also there's the relationship piece in the community. And then, mm-hmm. and then you know, our, we think about the community as a way to give people information and get them yeah. to the right place. And and to be clear, monument treatment plans might not be the right place for everybody, right? right. But um, if it is, you can join, sign up for medical treatment, right? And, and what we do is we connect you to a licensed physician and a licensed therapist uh, that very specifically understand the alcohol use disorder space and can give you kind of the care or oversight that you need as you think through medications you might want to try or, you know, ways to identify and address comorbidities. Mm-hmm. And um, currently... Uh, uh, we're available in 10 states and, and expanding as fast as we can. Wow. We're actually starting to take insurance coverage. So that's like a big thing for us. Oh, interesting. Um, wow. You know, making sure that one day this is free for everybody and, sure. you know, and anyone has access and no charge to effective treatment that they deserve. So. I love that. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Well, Mike Russell, this has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much. I am so honored to have you be a guest as well as to learn more about Monument. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and more about Monument, where would they find this information online? So you visit uh, joinmonument.com and you know I encourage everybody to as a first step, just join the community. You know, you're anonymous and get information, start talking to people. It's like the best way to get started. And from there, I think there'll be a ton of value and you can kind of figure out what your next steps are and maybe even learn a little about yourself and some other cool people that you meet there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being an awesome guest again. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.